This is the 2.1 cast. Visit the2.1.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at the2.1. It's a new year, it's a new episode, it's a 2.1 cast. Graham, Stefan, how you doing? It's a new year, a new you. Any new um, resolutions? Oh, I'm a lot more ill than I was before uh, New Year. So okay. I'm yeah. really glad I'm sitting really yeah, close yeah. to Yeah, I'll make sure I face this way when I'm speaking. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Really I don't really do resolutions, so I don't know. What, what, what about you guys? Um, <coughs> I probably should have thought about this before yeah. we started recording. No, I've got nothing. What about you, Stefan? You don't seem like the kind of person who would have resolutions, but surprise me. Try and eat less beef. Beef. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? It's better for the environment. Oh right, okay. Did you watch Cowspiracy or something like that? Uh, is that an actual thing, or do you just make that no, up? No, it's a it's a Netflix no, show. Maybe you go we could sell that. It's a good documentary. Cowspiracy. I don't think it was that one. I watched one of them, and it was saying something like, um, if you cut out beef in your diet, you can reduce your emission, like your CO two emissions by like maybe like forty percent or okay. something, because it's all basically it's all the cows. Do you know what could cut your CO two emissions? Or you drive for a coffee like every single day. <laughs> you right? drive for pret soup every single day. Yeah, so no, just make your own coffee in your kitchen, not. and you can have beef, all the beef the you want. You have bovril. Kitchen's not working oh, anymore. Dreams. I do love bovril though. Love a bovril. Yeah. Actually, why do they have like Nespresso capsules that are bovril? That sounds <laughs> terrible. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Borrow's the worst. I love it. I mean, you, do, you can you can get borrow in the supermarket. Just basically put. No, I know that. I mean, I still have that. Um, I mean, that's that's literally what they do at the like the real borrow. There's no difference between. Well, I remember you, know, you don't get like filter borrow. Yeah, you know? That'd be the dream though. I mean, those scars like in my head. Maybe that's what you need. Like a wee bought wee borrow shops around pop up. Like a coffee shop. Yeah, a wee bought espresso instead of coffee. They sell borrow. Yeah, a wee bought espresso. I mean, that's the thing. If any any coffee shop listening started selling borrow, you would have my trade because. Nobody does it. There's probably a good reason because ninety nine percent of people in the country yeah, they, they get your trade but lose <laughs> especially if you're in the West End <laughs> yeah. of Glasgow. They get my trade and then be boarded up and shut by the end of the month. So mm. um I think the only thing I would want to do is try and eat breakfast more, which sounds really stupid, but I work quite late so I find it really difficult to get up the next day, so when I get up it's about like twelve. I've just had chocolate for breakfast for the past week. Mm. Yeah, I've not actually had as much chocolate over Christmas as I thought I would. Do you drink coffee? Yeah, I do, yeah. See, I can't do this in the morning unless I've had coffee. Yeah, I'm not, a co- sandwich. I'm not a coffee today and I'm struggling with that, I'm not going to lie. So this is, this is going to be fun. Mm. Uh, so we're talking about, now the January transfer window is open, what's going to happen? We're going to look at what clubs have to strengthen the most or who it's most important for to strengthen. Uh, guys, you feel free to jump in with who you think. We, we've all uh, written articles this week for the site for different clubs and what we we thought they should be targeting what position so uh, is there any, any of the ones you guys focused on or even if it weren't the articles you focused on that you think are, are important in this window um i'll start at the very top mm-hmm. with celtic um and it's also kind of you know appropriate because we just had their game against rangers at the weekend and i think that game kind of showed um quite fundamentally the problems in this Celtic team and where they really should be looking to invest. I mean, it's no, it's no surprise that Celtic's central defence is just abhorrent at the moment. Um, they've signed Comper, who I've been quite critical of already on the website. I might have already, might have already mentioned it on the podcast, actually, but I'm not entirely sure if he adds much 
Today we're seeing reports that Zviachenko, handsome Eric. I know, how are we going to survive? He's basically told the Danish press that he's been told to bugger off, which I find... That's it. I mean, baffling. I was going to ask you about that. Is that a downgrade? Like, Zviachenko leaving, Comper? I, I would hold my hands up and say I know next to nothing about Comper. I don't think Comper adds anything to that Celtic team. I mean, he's left-footed and he's... Everyone keeps saying he's experienced. And, like, experienced at what? He's a very average to low-level Bundesliga player. But he has got a lot of Bundesliga appearances. Does it? I mean, yeah, from from a while back. But he was he's, he's never been. It's hard to explain actually. He's 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 a, he's a Bundesliga defender, but only really just because um, he's played for clubs that don't really have the facilities to buy better players. Um, and he's obviously at age now where, um, I mean, I'll put it this way: when he when he was leaving Leipzig, no one in the Bundesliga was interested in signing them. So he's not, in my opinion, still a Bundesliga level player. Um, but I digress. The point I wanted to make was that I think I think Shevchenko is probably the best central defender they've got right now. For him to leave is a bit baffling to me. We're also seeing that Simunovic may also be off. Burnley are interested in him, um, so there might be a real fire sale in that Celtic defence, um, and that's a defensive system that already needed an upgrade in the in the, in the first place. Um, for my article, I, I covered Celtic, and I think the point I made was that. Right, okay, if you want to put the central defence to one side because technically they have already signed a central defender, you could quite easily also look at Mikael Lustig at right back and say you definitely need an ups you need to upgrade there. I mean I think against Rangers on Saturday we saw how limiting he and Boyata both are in their passing. I mean I think it, it was no it was no surprise that Rangers undoubtedly targeted the two of them because neither of them can pass with the same, you know, accuracy or composure and speed as the other players in that Celtic team. And with all due respect to Rangers, if Rangers can make Celtic look that um, uncomfortable, then how do they expect to do anything in the Europa League if they've still got Bayata and Lustig marking one flank? So I think that's the obvious problems. And we went into a bit more depth than in the website in terms of looking at Lustig's attacking stats this season. And they're nowhere near most other right backs in the league. It's bizarre because I know he's already got a couple of goals to his name this season, but in terms of actually assisting or crossing or through balls, he's way below even like Motherwell's Richard Tate, for example. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd, I'd love to see Celtic bring in a more attacking wing back, which is bizarre because they've got Christian Gamboa, but he just seems to be completely. Um, he's an international, isn't he? Forgotten he's about it. always yeah. being that squad. When they first signed him, I thought that was a really good get, um, but he hasn't seemed to work out. I know everyone's talking about um, Ralston. I feel like we have to kind of pump the brakes on here a wee bit. This kid's been kind of hyped up as the next Kieran Tierney. He's only played about a dozen games for Celtic. I'm not saying he won't be good, but I'm very uncomfortable with the idea of saying, oh, well, you know, it's fine. Ralston will take over from Lustig and he'll be fantastic and he'll be great. His positional sense needs a lot of work. I'm sure a lot. Well, that's the thing. He's still a kid. And you you can't really sit there and say, well, we've got Ralston, it's fine because... With the best intention in the world, it puts a lot of un- unfair pressure on the kid. He should be able to develop naturally. He shouldn't have to be relied upon to take over from Lustig, who has for a long time been quite a consistent player for Celtic and a bit of a fan favourite too. So I think there should be someone else between Lustig and Ralston. Um, and I actually suggested Chris Cadden. I'm not sure. I mean, I know he's, only, he's playing at Motherwell and he'd have to make a noble step up play for Celtic he's an attacking wing back who at least in the premiership could add a little diff- something a little different to that Celtic wing right wing back spot gives him a bit of versatility as well because he can play further up exactly he he's still young he's going to be a Scotland international in my opinion I don't think that's a, that's a question of when rather than if and 
I think so. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be a world beater. He's going to be a, a first-team player forever at Celtic. But I think he's like a young, exciting player who could quite easily come into the squad and, you know, take over from Lustig when Celtic wants something more attacking. And Celtic have shown already in this, well, it's not official yet, but uh, the young boy Lewis Morgan pretty much dropped the ball in his interview <laughs> after St Mirren's last game. Uh, that it's as good as done. So Celtic have shown already that they're willing to, between Lewis Morgan and Jack Hendry, who seems to be quite firmly on Celtic's radar, that they're willing to kind of look at young Scottish players. So and they've got Ryan Christie come back as well. Which is ironically what something the Rangers probably could have done. I think we spoke about this last week, maybe not on the podcast, but just between the three of us, that that's something that Rangers could have really afforded to have done, not even this season, but before. You think about who they've spent millions of pounds on. Lewis Morgan was at Rangers, wasn't he? Or what? I'm sure he was. I believe it was, yeah. Um, I'm sure I mentioned that last week. Anyway, but yeah, the, there's a few. I know we're now skipping on to Rangers, but um, I've seen uh, SPFL Raider, our pal SPFL, SPFL Raider, has taken a vow for the whole of the January transfer window to tweet Greg Doherty as still a Hamilton player until someone signs Greg Doherty. And actually, I'm not sure there's a massive place in the Rangers team for Greg Doherty, but if we're talking about Rangers, I just think, why not go and sign him? Uh, especially if they're going to be paying a million plus for Jamie Murphy. Yeah, well, that's um, it. But I would, I would look at. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's do Rangers then. Who, who okay. wants to pick up Rangers? You well, I, well, I did the article on it, and I mean, I focused on defence. Uh, not that that was the only position that needs strengthened, but I, I think. I mean, after the weekend, I think Bates has shown he's a good, a good player, and he's definitely got a future in that team. I still think I don't think Alves is good enough uh, I think I said last week Alves and Wilson in the same team there isn't enough pace and actually the best thing for Rangers at the weekend was Alves going off mm-hmm. um, he's athletic when he's like l- trying to chase attacks from the wings or whatever what was the word you used athletic oh, um, good, good word thanks um, please don't tell, tell him I told him that he's a lot taller than me um, <laughs> I saw him in Edinburgh Airport once oh really he has a big guy and he he's was wearing, huge he was wearing bright red trainers with silver spikes on them <laughs> All the, that's even more terrifying yeah. Uh, so I just I actually said in the article, and I know it was probably a bit of a hit and hope for, for Rangers to do this, but Jack Kennedy would be the, exactly the kind of player they could do with. Um, maybe fans would argue that uh, Bates is like that, but I would uh, of a similar ilk, sorry to Hendry, but I think Hendry's got more experience, he's proven himself uh, at a lesser club who are obviously going to, he's, he's going to have a lot more pressure in a Dundee team who are defending more than Bates has been in a Rangers team. Not that Bates didn't play well at the weekend, he did. It was the ideal kind of game for him. It was rough and he's had to get his body in the way but Rangers definitely are still light in that position particularly if you want to keep McCrory as a midfielder in front of the back two uh, which I think is his best position mm. and he's kind of at this point slightly wasted uh, in the defence uh, Wilson has had a decent season so I would, I would probably have him as one of this, the first first names in the team sheet and particularly in defence obviously but they need someone there along with Bates who can partner him I don't think Danny Wilson is as bad as people make out however I think he's one of the worst passers of a ball I've ever seen he, he loves a diagonal pass directly out of play. Just yeah, like, good just player. straight out of play. Yeah. Him and Fodder and like, yeah. good yeah. aiming for the corners. Yeah. But if they could find someone to take that responsibility off Danny Wilson and get someone who can actually do that, I think Danny Wilson is a reasonable... Because that's the thing, David Bates is not uh, that player. He, he's a good defender, but he's not a John Stones type, for example. He He's not a good passer of the ball. Not yet, anyway. He's still very young, but at the moment he's just a rough and ready defender, which Rangers also need. But um, as you say... They do need everything. That's the thing, and I think the other thing I alluded to was maybe wingers. So if Windas goes, there is very you've got John and you've got um, God. I can't remember. I mean, I think 
Wingers, 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 yeah. Kandias, so. Kandias, there you go. So Kandias and John. And John was really a, a left back to start yeah. with. So take away uh, Kandias and John. The other one you could probably play the wings, Windas, who, <coughs> excuse me, is being played as a number 10 or off the striker. So if Windas goes, you've got John, you've got Kandias, you've got no wingers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Walker will be signed by Rangers anymore. I don't think. There's no kind of rumours around it. No, I think he's going to go to England. Probably. Yeah, maybe Wigan with a sense of things. Wigan, they um, always take them. Yeah, good old, good old Wigan. Yeah. Um, it's always Wigan or Burnley, isn't it? Yeah, and then Jordan Jones, uh, I know he's got a lot of admirers down south, but again, that's the kind of player Rangers should be going for. Young, kind of fearless, has got pace. When you uh, wrote that article for the site, Neil, I, I kind of, I was countering everything with this notion that, well, I didn't think Rangers had any money, really. But then we're reading about them going to pay over a million pounds for Jamie Murphy. I know I've mentioned that already, but that that suggests they do have money. So yeah. I, don't, I don't really know what's going on. Um, I'd much rather, if I were a Rangers fan, I'd much rather be spending a million on on guys like Doherty, Jones, if he was a, if he was willing to go. Even see if I get getting, Jamie Murphy. Even Ali Crawford, who's not in form, right? Ali Crawford, whose contract's up, so so Hamilton might take some money from him, knowing that he's he's not as talismanic as he was last season. You're you're not going to pay a million for him, so they they take surely take like two hundred grand for him. That's what I mean, and maybe 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 Rangers are thinking they can pay a million because they're hoping to push some people out the door. Mm. Maybe that's what they're they're counting on. I th- yeah, I think this million pounds has come from the idea that maybe Windass has already expected to leave, which I think would be a huge problem for Rangers. I think he's been one of the best players this season. Um, and I agree with you, it's, it's kind of odd because I'm going to make a point that might maybe contradict what I'm then going to say afterwards, but the, the foreign players that they brought in this season I think have actually done quite well by and large. Morelos looks like an outstanding signing already. Candace I think has already proved his worth as well. And then, sure, Bruno Malva has been hot and cold, but I mean, if you look at it, and then maybe they've got Herrera too, and then there's another boy whose name I've Pena. No, Pe- <laughs> no, not Pena. I, think, I, think, I actually think Pena's fine as well, if I'm honest Condoso. with you. Fabio. Yeah, yeah Cardoso so needs to go. I, I it's, I'd say it's about 50-50. Exactly, yeah. which is fine if you want to consider that none of these guys have played in Scotland before. And maybe if, you know, if uh, Caccini had stuck around, then a few more of them might be more embedded. So I'd say that's a decent hit rate for Rangers, considering the amount of money they spent. But on top of that, you're right. I mean, if you think about the amount of money they spent in the summer, what they could have got from Scotland, um, you know, and you're right. Because I, mean, I think, I think John, Jones is an outstanding talent. Um, I think, like I said, Chris Cannon's an outstanding talent. I mean, sure, they're, we're expecting McKenna McLean to go to Rangers in the summer, which is fine. And, and yeah, you're right. They brought in Ryan Jack, who, despite getting sent off every other bloody weekend, has actually probably been one of their best. He's probably been their only central midfielder who's stuck around. Dorns and the likes and uh, seems to go... Uh, all over the place, so I think you know, that's a really good point, Neil, in terms of they, they should be looking closer at home, and yeah, okay, when Celtic want a guy, they have to kind of step out of the way and accept that Celtic are going to get him, nine out of ten times, but there's still a lot of talent in the Premier, Premiership that Celtic won't sign, and it could get them, A, a lot closer to Aberdeen, and then probably closer to Celtic too, especially if it's young, exciting players. Um, so we'll look at another club. Yeah, I think that's let's old. go right down to the bottom because that's uh, Ross County obviously sitting ve- at the very bottom of the Scottish Premiership mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, Did you? And do I wrote that one. Yeah, um, they just lack so much. They lack creativity. They've a- they're actually fairly well stocked in terms of strikers. They actually have. A, I mean, Billy Mackay I know is is a shadow of the player he was, you know, a few years ago. Well. But yeah, and uh, you know, Schalke. 
um, is still maybe living off that Scottish Cup goal, that Cup goal, Cup final goal, but uh, has shown that he can score goals. It's just creativity. They've got nobody. And another team I did, they're the complete opposite to Dundee. Dundee have Scott Allen, who statistically is one of the most creative players in the Premiership. He plays, I think it was only maybe one more player than him that plays more through balls per games and key passes. Um, but they've got no one to take advantage of them. With Ross County, it's the it's the, the complete other uh, the complete other way, the complete other direction. They've just got absolutely zero creativity. So the suggestion I made, which I actually made a bit of a boo boo at the time, was because I completely forgot Liam eh, Liam Lindsay, Jamie Lindsay is uh, on loan for the full season. I thought he was on loan until January. Um, so I'd suggested that Liam Henderson might have been a good option on loan. And then was pointed out to me that obviously you can't sign if you're in the same division two players from the same club mm, on loan. Yeah. However. He is out of contract at the end of the season. Now, Ross County don't have a lot of money. However, Celtic have have shown, and I couldn't think, ex there's a definitely example of this, and I couldn't think who it was. Celtic let go a player recently who was not out of con, who wasn't out of contract, they just let him go. And I can't remember who it was, but anyway, they've shown that they can let go a player. If I think Rodgers is, they're probably not going to get a fee for Liam Henderson at this point. Yeah. Rodgers is a character, I think, with young players is fairly compassionate. It might be ambitious. There might be other better clubs. I'm thinking Hibs would probably Hibs take fit. Liam, Henderson, Liam Henderson back. However, if I was Ross County, I would be at least making an inquiry to Celtic about Liam Henderson or at least testing the water a little bit because he's exactly what they need. They need someone to drive play forward. It's not necessarily need a number 10. I just looked at that midfield and they've got absolutely zero uh, you know, forward movement, for, you know, no creativity at all. So, um, yeah, that's... Where I'd be going for and Dundee, God knows what because I, I did four teams for this and Hibs need a striker. There was some Aberdeen fans saying Aberdeen still need a striker, although other Aberdeen fans saying that's nonsense. And then Dundee need a striker. Uh, it seems like every club, and then you did Motherwell. Motherwell need a striker, and yeah. now the moat's gone. So maybe for Ross County, it's a little bit more easier to find a creative midfielder than, a, than Dundee to find a striker. Yeah, yeah. and they're obviously Ross County's form is just completely. Collapsed, isn't it? Yeah, which is surprising. I think Owen Coyle's still a really good coach, and he seemed to do really well when he started there. But things of late have taken a turn, and that defeat to Partick Thistle would have been a real. That's I think that was a real notable result yeah. actually for both clubs actually because got they got Thistle off the bottom of the table. But picking up on what you said about Crawford, actually, mm. just move on to St Johnston actually, who I did. Crawford was actually the one person I suggested that they could maybe go for. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, if Rangers go for him, then he might not be much competition, but. Um, when I dug into kind of what St Johnston needed, the one the thing that kind of stood out for me was that, you know, perhaps like Ross County, they have strikers, but in midfield they just don't really have any creativity whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of key passes this season, only Thistle will have created l less key passes than St Johnston. Uh, and then on top of that, you've also got O'Halloran, who's expected to go back to Rangers this month. Um, although that seems to change every week with. And Tommy Wright saying <laughs> bizarrely yeah. last week said he couldn't get in touch. We couldn't find his agent. Like not like, <laughs> not like we couldn't agree anything. He's like I literally couldn't get through to his agent on the phone. Well. Yeah, which it seems like the, seems like a really bizarre excuse in the modern game. But um, so I, I forgot I, about O'Halloran actually. That going back to Rangers, that might be. I think I mentioned it, it's that old cliche. It's like it could be like a new signing. Uh, thanks, Dad. Um, but it could be uh, under Kachina. sorry, it was obviously problematic because they didn't go on and they fell out. But Haller was a good player. I think it might it? be before Kachina actually. Do you know that? Do you think From so? what I've been told, it's just the general. I don't know what it is, but it just some seems to be something that is not expected to stick around the Rangers, which mm. is bizarre. And if that means he sticks, he goes back to St Johnston, and all the better. Johnston. But 
if they can't do that, then I actually suggested maybe someone like Scott Allen or Greg Doherty, but of course these guys are in contract and St. Johnston aren't expected to go out bid no rival clubs for their, their key players, but... I think they're pretty short of money, St. Johnston, because there was that story this week about how the Tommy Wright wanted to go abroad for a training camp and they've blocked it because apparently there's no Well, they blocked so. it because they want to put more money into the transfers. Oh, did they? Right, yeah, okay. So right. Well, maybe that's... So, I mean, and even this one might, and like I said, this one itself might be more a wee bit too optimistic, but I think I'd, I'd, if I was St. Johnston, I'd undoubtedly be looking at Crawford as well. Um, maybe not even just... Maybe if you want to be a bit more long-term and think maybe in the summer, but I think... Any club really um, in the Premiership should be looking at. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. It's one of those. Why is it? How is Alec Crawford still at? Yeah. Still at. There's, a couple, there's a couple I of players mean, like that though. Like until McGinn went to Aberdeen, he could have fit in quite a few teams. Yeah. Like he would have done well. But I mean, it seemed like there was a, that that was a bit of a chase for now McGinn. There was about four or five clubs. Yeah, Whereas Alec Crawford, I know. As <laughs> yeah, you no say, one's mentioned it. No one, He's had a probably quite <coughs> a poor season by his standards, but. Even when he's, when he's doing, you know, a Player of the Year candidate, no one seems to be mentioned for him. So yeah, you would expect him to get a better club than St Johnson, but if no one else is making a move, then why not? You know, why wouldn't St Johnson? St Johnson are a step up from Hamilton to next. Oh, they are, but you know, I'm, I'm talking. I, if I were, I know we keep going back to it, but it's because Rangers have money and obviously they're they're trying to look to rebuild their squad. But if I were Rangers, I'd, he's that's the kind of player I'd be going for. So you did Motherwell, Stefan? Yes. I mean, I mean, our, our article literally was like they've got a rather obvious hole in the team, and of course they do because Moult's now left. They're the a bit on the slide as well, though, aren't they? Yeah, their form's been absolutely dreadful mm-hmm. um, since the League Cup final. Actually, we did it's our all Grant Russell's fault. It's the <laughs> Grant Russell curse. Our friend Russell. Uh, yeah, the Grant Russell curse. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, no. Interestingly enough, uh, today we put up our power rankings, which, uh, for those who may not know, our listeners, are every every week we put together power rankings of each manager in the Premiership and they get points for A, winning the games they're expected to win or getting the results they're expected to get uh, and then they get bonus points for getting ex- results they weren't expected to get and then they get obviously get penalised for not getting the results they expect to get. So we, I took a look at, at um, Stephen Robinson's power rankings through the season and you can just see it's almost like a meteoric rise till it gets to the League Cup final and it just completely stagnates and it's now actually falling so I mean I don't know if it's exhaustion or if they just stop believing the hype or a number of things but that the Motherwell in general just since the League Cup final just completely nosedived and I think there's a I think yeah there's a lot of problems I've, I've actually wrote extensively already about how they could replace Moult from within the squad. You know, obviously they've got Bowman, who's already a good goal scorer. Tanner, I think, looks a really good young player, actually. Who could, I know he plays mostly on the wing or as a kind of wide forward, but he, I think he could also play as a striker. And we're actually led to believe that they're probably going to sign a striker tonight, which we're recording this on Tuesday night, so when people listen to this, it would have been last night, so it's probably already happened. Mm-hmm. So they might already be on course to bringing in someone into replacement, but that's the obvious one for me. And I think what I said in the article actually was for Motherwell fans, like, you know, if there's any kind of consolation, um, you know, that entire squad is still intact. They've still got a really good midfield. They've still got really good defence. Um, and they've still got strikers who score goals, even though most left. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't really be too 
and they got a good price from it as well for a club like Motherwell. So I'd say, I'd say, yeah, it's a shame he's gone, but you know, you say they're going to be fine. They're, even though they're on the slide, they, they've not really got cause for concern. Yeah, I, actually, I mean, I know we're talking about transfers here, but just to be fair, I think my theory is that they're actually exhausted. So I think this, I think this, I'm, I'll, I expect to see them kind of bounce back after this break. And if they don't, and this continues, then yeah, okay, start ringing the alarm bells. But I, I think by and large, Motherwell are actually probably one of the better, better stacked teams actually in the division in terms of where they should be. Well, I looked at the rivals Hamilton, and I think the main thing I could decipher. Obviously, it's going to be kind of hard for them to sign anybody in terms of fees, because as far as I know, they didn't spend any money in the summer. The, the fraud case probably didn't help that either losing that money. Um, See, I think they did spend a fee for someone in the summer, which is unusual for them. Maybe I just made that up, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look that up. Well, you um, but yeah, the main thing I looked at with Hamilton was defence. Um, they just. Um, they're obviously one of the lowest when it comes to conceding goals, but they're actually one of the highest when it comes to scoring goals. So I think that at the time when I wrote the article, the fifth highest scorers in the league, mm-hmm. but they were like after only party Thistle conceded more goals. So yeah, really they'd got through. I think again, this is a perfect example um, when they played Motherwell there. Again, they conceded a goal, but they're depending on your Templetons, your uh, Doherty's and the creative uh, midfielders and strikers to get them through these games. If any of them were to get injured or lose form, that's when I think Hamilton will really struggle. They, and that's when it's so important that they show up the defence because what's the other staff in? Essentially, they've got three clean sheets all season. So yeah, that's crazy. Which they just, they're guaranteed to let a goal in. Um, which is weird because like with Hamilton, they have that reputation of like really putting up a good fight against teams. Mm-hmm. So you think they'd have to be quite dogged and defensive, but actually it seems to be they just kind of fly around the place. No, that's it. And in eleven of those uh, of those games, at the time I wrote the article as well, it's like two or more goals. It's not even like one goal. So th- there is obviously a problem there, but luckily for them, they've got a kind of insp- inspired David Templeton, which was mm-hmm. a great signing. And he struggled when he went to Dundee United. They obviously had a troubled spell at Rangers, but this is the best he's probably been since Hearts. He's mm-hmm. he's looking great. Um, Dockery's a good player. Uh, Emery's always reliable as well, even if he does kick the ball into the stand, fans. But um, on the part that they've, I mean, they've got him into a new contract, so um, I think the big thing is like keeping those players would be as good as as new as as new transfers in that department, like up top. But they really need to get some, particularly if I think they've lost a couple of defenders as well, haven't they, due to like yeah. disciplinary matter. So is it Scondras is facing a lengthy ban for? Yeah. Uh, his partner Brawlman yeah and then Saris has been Giorgio Saris has yeah. left the club to his contact as well <laughs> so, so bizarre this, I, think this, I think you messaged me that morning Steph, and you're like oh yeah so uh, someone's like left the club I was like oh, I was nearly finished and then yeah. I looked at it and I was like oh yeah and another guy's got a ban okay cool so, uh, they really, <laughs> I really, thought it was the same guy I thought no, it, it, was, that would have made sense right he's been banned for six months yeah. or something you just sell him yeah yeah but it's a different guy so um, they signed, they signed uh, Richard Roy in the summer right and he yeah. came from a club called Defence Force in Trinidad and Tobago well, so maybe they could raid a few more yeah. Defence Force was so. it a fee? no No. well it's just a question mark so <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm not sure yeah I mean I think you're right I mean Templeton is the real kind of stand I mean we, I feel bad because Hamilton fans we listen to this thing and all we've done is talk about the players leaving the club but they're used to it by now <laughs> that's what all everyone ever talks about so, but I think if, if, yeah, Crawford hasn't really played that much this season, but if they would sell him, fine. But if they would lose Templeton at this point, even in January, because mm-hmm. um, his contract runs out in the summer, that's the thing. You only send a one-year contract, so if he goes, then I, then you know that's the problem. Relying on scoring more goals than you can see. I know that's a basic principle of football, but if you're relying on scoring a lot of goals because your defensive record is bad, then 
that means you really, really are risking the run of when A, you go out of form, or B, someone like Templeton moves, mm -hmm. you know? Or an injury or something. Or an injury, yeah. yeah. I mean, as you say, it's such a simple premise, but with them, it's glaringly obvious. With Hamilton, you just wonder how many, t I mean, we say this every single year, how many times they can absorb losing key players, you know? Obviously, the one everyone talks about is probably about 10 years ago now, but, you know, the two... McCarthy and MacArthur's then, but more recently then, remember they lost Tony Andrew when he lost, left in January. Players like Ziggy Gordon have left, you know, they just seem, they do have a real, and I, th I think it needs to be played up actually quite well, they, they find players to replace these guys. People step up as well. Mm -hmm. um, but there's always that question, if you get it wrong just one season or one window, then it could be fatal. We're only six points above, um, Right well, that's now. the thing. Sorry, also, Ross County. Yeah, it's really tight in there, and also they're only a point behind. Well, they're only four points above mm -hmm. the bottom two. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, Who else have we got to talk about then? Have we got left? We've got. So I know if we need to talk about. We Hibs. haven't done any of the mid-table teams. Hibs. Hibs. Yeah. We haven't done either of the Edinburgh clubs. Yeah. Hibs. Hibs. Well. well, we do that then. Yeah. Who did Hibs? Uh, I did Hibs. Yeah. Had to think about that yeah. one now. Uh, yes, yeah, so I did Hibs. I, I, uh, striker was pretty much what they need. I mean, they've obviously got Simon Murray in. And uh, Anthony Stokes and Ollie Shaw has come into the team recently, done a reasonably good job, but they just, they, uh, they don't have, and this was kind of a common theme, I don't know whether it was just the teams I did or, uh, or what, but um, a common theme is they just need someone to be a bit more clinical. Anthony Stokes, um, I don't have the stats in front of me, unfortunately, um, without taking an age to find them on the computer, but Anthony Stokes, from memory, is one of the most wasteful strikers in the Scottish Premiership. He's had more shots, I think, than any other player in the That's Scottish Premiership, and his conversion rate is not in the top 30, I think. Um, his conversion rate is something like 30%, um, which is one of the lowers lower conversion rates in the league um, and Simon Murray is one as a strange one Simon Murray started off the season really well I, I don't want to say I told you so or anything but I always had my suspicions that he was maybe overachieving when he was st playing well I'd seen enough of him at United to suggest that maybe that was, he was punching above his weight at that point so I just think they, they, they need a striker um, but Hibs are of a level where that's going to, you know, they're they're a good enough team that they need a really high quality striker. It's not just about finding someone on a free transfer or something. So I, d I don't know if January's the time to do that. I think they might need to just stick with what they've got. Let me drop some stats on you. Mm -hmm. um, Anthony Stokes has taken 25 shots on target this season. Simon Murray's taken 16. But Simon Murray's goals per 90 minutes is 0 0.34 and Anthony Stokes is 0 0.33. So even though Anthony Stokes just took almost twice as many shots on target, that's just on target. Um, his he's still only converted in about as many as Simon Murray. I know a couple. I know a couple of Hibs fans who were ecstatic that Anthony Stokes was back at Hibs, and their their enthusiasm has completely died um, to the point where they now don't want him starting, um, which is quite a fall in the space of a few months. SGA, you never seen that coming. Every time I watch Hibs, I mean, I'm sure there's probably a lot of subtler things. I know he makes a lot of key passes and things, but. Whenever I watch Hibs, I do keep coming to the same conclusion. Like, what is Anthony Stokes actually doing in this team? Because mm. he seems to roll around the place, he drifts, he goes in a huff. He seems to want to fight with every single official in every single game. Um, and then you put him up against someone like Shaw or Simon Murray, these guys seem to be far more clinical, seem to be far more interested in actually playing like a striker. Um, Shaw's, a lot. Shaw's the one who the one guy they've got I think that's why he's playing he he's yeah. holds his position yeah. and plays as a plays as a traditional he should have won striker. the Edinburgh Derby you know yeah. so yeah. I think also I don't know if you mentioned about McGinn there but 
fact that you know the Andrews have came out today or yesterday saying um, they're open to offers. Yeah, I mean not in a kind of cynical way, but it's, I guess you were talking about this before the show. We're like, well, it's Hibs; they kind of have to be open to offers. They're always like, open to offers. <laughs> every club is open to offers. Celtic are open to offers if you pay enough money for the players. So, um, but I, I, I think I honestly don't know what would happen to this Hibs team if McGinn left right now. You know, because it's the driving force, isn't it? Like, he's not only the driving force, but who I think it might have been someone on sports. You know, maybe even one of the pundits on Sky for a change. Actually, made a really good point where they said. You know, in fact, I'll tell you what it was. It was Chris Commons on Sportsound, actually, which is really is one of the most bizarre sources for a decent point. But You're just pissing off everyone. Right, Sky, BBC. He made a really good point by saying, um, not only is McGinn you know, pulling the strings, but he's actually doing more than he probably should be doing, almost to a fault, in the sense that he doesn't... He's, 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 he's tackling, he's scoring, he's creating assists, he's making the easy passes, he's making the long pass, he's doing everything that team... Probably because he feels obliged to do it, maybe because he thinks he doesn't want to rely on players he might do himself better than. But he is Hibs at the moment by for for the mo- for the large extent, and to sell him in January I think would be really cynical because I could see their form. Their form's already quite wavering. You know, it, it's not they're, they're not a very consistent side to the best of times, and to lose him in the middle of the field. I know they've got other guys. McGee's a good player. Don't be wrong, and they've got other ones as well. Like Loyal's a good player. I know he's not like a replacement yeah. for McGinn, but. Um, so, yeah, that 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 if, if McGinn left in January, especially to go down to England, that'd be really, I'd be really upset just from a fan of the Scottish Premiership more than yeah. anything else. But I'd be really concerned for Hibs. They wouldn't. You, I mean, you, I think they'd probably be looking around three million pounds for McGinn, which I think would force Hibs's hand. But even for three million pounds, you're not going to find a. Well, not that Hibs would ever spend three million pounds, yeah. but even if they were going to spend the money, I think you'd struggle to find someone who's as influential on in that team as as, as John McGinn. Um, one of the other things I mentioned in the article, they've actually already solved. Um, well, maybe not solved, but they've looked to address. Um, was the goalkeeper I mentioned, Marciano, has had a, a difficult couple months, shall we say, and uh, it's the first day of the window opening, they signed Scott Bain, who's obviously been exiled at Dundee for a little while, so um, decent signing. Yeah. Uh, Marciano looked alright for a while as well, and then he just he did. Say, he just had the, a the Hibs curse has struck yeah. him down. The Eves McAlambe well, curse. We'll talk about Hearts briefly then, yep. as we're running out of time. When I did Hearts, and they, they are kind of the opposite to what Hamilton were, in the terms of they've got a really solid defence, and Levine steadied the ship. Um, I won't ask you for another impression, Graham, of Levine. Yeah. Uh, I think I was you. drunk when I did that. Oh, right, yeah, okay, fair enough. It was Christmas time, so yeah. we're early to be merry at that time. Um, so they've looked, they've looked really solid in defence. So they've got one of the best defensive records in the league. Um, I think it was only Celtic who conceded less goals in the article than Hearts. But at the same time, only Partick Thistle had uh, scored less goals than Hearts. Mm. So they've got a massive problem, which you would think, oh, buy a striker. But... As much as I think they maybe need someone else as well as Kyle Lafferty up there, or to help Kyle Lafferty, or to replace Kyle Lafferty, I think the big problem is in terms of creative midfielders, in particular wingers. So, mm-hmm. Jimmy Walker, I think you did an article er- earlier in the season, Stefan, about how him not being the player he was last season was having a, a abject effect on this heart side, and that was obviously when Cathro was in charge, but um, he's, he's nowhere near the player he was, and his stats are the same. So I kind of looked at... Two players that would be good, I think it's maybe kind of wishful thinking that they would sign for Hearts. That was Chris Cadden, who we've mentioned, and also Jordan Jones. Well, they've been in for Cadden before, haven't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. You just wonder if his stock's higher, though. He'd be fantastic there. Yeah. And Templeton, actually. Templeton would be a shout, yeah. But what, would he, for him, is it worthy making... Because I think Hearts is a step up from Motherwell, but is that too little a step up? Cadden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... 
I think for Chris Cadden now, he should be looking at what do I need to do to get into the Scotland team? Mm -hmm. And you can obviously do that if you move to a Celtic or a Rangers, but well, he'd move to, if he moved to Hearts, he'd be playing for a club that, you know, Christoph Bear, who's probably the only standalone first team central, or first name in terms of central defenders for Scotland. So mm -hmm. um, there's reason to suggest you can do well for Hearts and still play for Scotland, absolutely. But when you, I mean, sorry, who was the second one you mentioned there? Uh, Jordan Jones, again. Okay. I mean, I'm just having a Jordan Jones but loving, yeah. but it's not going to happen. But. I mean, it's when you look at those, I think the three ones of the t that I looked at were Cowie, who, who even Cowie you just never think of as a, a winger, but he's played there, yeah. Walker and Milinkovic. And Milinkovic just found a bit of form, so his stats are, are not too bad, but Cadden and Jones' stats are like, Jones is about the same as um, Milinkovic, but Cadden's like way out, and Cowie and Walker, like their average goals and assists per game at 0.16, when you compare that to Cadden, it's 0 0.4, do you know I mean? It's, yeah. it's way down. Um, and if, 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 if someone like Wigan was coming in for Walker, I'd be getting rid of him at this point. If I was a, if I was Hearts, really. I think that's I think they're basically resigned to him leaving, aren't they? Yeah, but I, I think I don't I, they admit as much. He's as not probably. adding anything. Um, yeah. And the thing is, Cowie's actually been okay. He's like been serviceable when he's played in the wing, but he's thirty four years old. You need some pace there, and that's the that's why that, that it's not a coincidence that they're not scoring goals. I think I, 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 Jerry Walker has obviously had a really poor season, but I do think he's thrown a bit of a Van Dyke. You know what I think? Yeah, he absolutely has. He's just he's just in a huff about not getting his move, and he will get a move. Tommy Van Dyke in a huff. I found out this weekend that he blocked me on Twitter for some reason. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not I've totally gone off my okay, head in here. Yeah. But like I went, I, I clicked on something. I was like, oh, Van Dyke tweeted, and I couldn't. What? I was like, why did he block me? What did you piss him off about? I have no idea. Maybe you should check like your tweets from what you've got like with Van Dyke in them, and you can see what you've sent. I know. I probably should, but. I <laughs> We'll search for you, it's fine. I well, been, it would have had to, like, when did he leave Celtic? Three years ago or something? Two seasons? Two, two years, I think. Check, maybe. Anyway, um, if any listeners want to look that up, they're more yeah. I think that's pretty much it for Hearts. I think like they do look solid in defence. Lafferty's a good striker. If they could afford to get a striker and a, a couple of wingers, that'd be good. I mean, McG Niall McGinn, for example, would have been perfect, but obviously that's now not a thing. Um, but, I mean, perfect example is their last three matches, they've drawn 0-0. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, um, yeah, but that they've got that record now, record six. The, the Invincibles. The Invincibles, yeah. I'm trying to think who else we've got left. So we've got Aberdeen left. We've got Aberdeen Kilmarnick. I think we should skip and, over and Kilmarnick Thistle. by basically saying that, you know, Steve Clark has about his touch. Keep doing He's got doing. Chris Boyd scoring for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? I know. Like, I know. Chris Boyd! I know. Did they ever, oh, honestly, so yeah, I think we can quite happily skip. Kelly fans were sorry, but I, I think you're, doing, it's, I think it's the, you're doing amazing yeah, and you don't deserve any yeah, Keep Keep attention. Steve Clark, keep Jordan Jones, uh, and get Chris Boyd off the radio. There's your three Janish transfer window. Here's uh, what I was thinking this morning, right? If Steve Clark keeps this up to the end of the season, should the SFA nab him? I mean, should or could is a should, yes. I'd have Steve Clark right now as yeah, a Scotland same. manager. But, yeah, you know, well, but I, I doubt, I, I mean, I might be wrong, but I, I feel like he's the kind of character who'd probably stick it out at Kelly for a little while. Possibly. I mean, I think every man and his dog will be coming after him in the summer if the way things are going, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I think it'd be really stupid if the SFA were to pass him up and he's right under their nose, you know? I've got a thing as well, though, where I think if Rodgers were to leave anytime soon, Clark would have a good chance of going to Celtic. Because I think he's, he's, he's a Celtic man. Celtic. Celtic. We've now graduated from Rangers yeah, yeah. to Celtic. But yeah, he's like, I think his family are all like Celtic fans, and I could see him doing a good job there as well. But this is all very much. Do you is that? Do you know that for sure, or is this how when people on social media say, "No, I've been you told know you went to a certain primary school." No, I've been told. <laughs> I think I'm at a saint yeah. um, or saint, should I yeah. say? Um, no, I've been told, but then I don't know if my sources are, are correct. Your you know? sources. Um, so 
I don't know. I, I think you're right though. What, what would you add? Kamarnik or massively overachieved now? There's good good chance and of getting top six. they're also getting Naismith as well, apparently. As well as Malone. Uh, well, some some journalists have kind of rubbish the Naismith thing a little bit. But Malone's such I a I don't good think they need Naismith. I think that'd be. A, I don't think any club in the division signed Naismith would be a bit weird. Well, what about Partick Thistle? <laughs> if you went to Partick this yeah. then you, you maybe but I was just trying to move it on to buy Thistle yeah. to be fair oh, but I haven't done Thistle yet have yeah. I mean, and Aberdeen as well I think, I think so. it, was, it was James that wrote Thistle and I think it's, it's obviously going to be difficult for them in terms of I think yeah. was it loan system might be the way to go yeah. for them I think they at this, at this point I think James maybe had written it before they've had a good Christmas period yeah so they have actually um, it's maybe not quite as bleak as it was a few weeks ago but I, I think defenders obviously they've not really replaced Liam Lindsay and then strikers, which is a bloody weird one for Thistle because the their strike, their striker options are should be better than they've ever been in the Scottish Premiership. But yet they, we've talked about this before in the podcast. But yeah, they still seem to be struggling a little bit. But um, yeah, I talked to I actually talked to James about this before he did, it and he basically said to me, "He's like, because um, the height, the kind of template of the articles is you pick an area that you think's the best one." He's like, "Can I have two? <laughs> I was like, "Why?" He goes. Because they're equally as bad at defending as they are at scoring. I was like, yeah, right. It's not a good mix for a team, really, is it? No. It's not a good defender. It's good goalkeeping, though. So yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think, the, uh, yeah. So I think that's the main thing. I think, be, I think, I think the goal scoring is a bigger problem than defending. If I'm honest with you, right now. And then what about Aberdeen? Then finally, I think they're also like come on. Did I write Aberdeen? You did. I did write Aberdeen. I think you said they should sign them again. I, I think I said, oh no, I, I right the Ryan Jack thing. Um, spoke to Tom, good friend of. Oh, yeah. 2.1, Tom Watt, uh, Quizmaster General, and he said basically he felt that they hadn't signed Jack's replacement, um, which means that they don't, they haven't really um, got the best out of, like they're using Anthony O'Connor in very, very kind of makeshift positions. He also suggested they don't have like an out and out winger, even though they've got wide players, you know, Christie. Nakai Stephen, Greg Stewart can play in a wide area, um, but in terms of an out-and-out winger, he thought that they could add someone there. Um, but yeah, the the kind of holding midfielder was the one he said that even though Graham Shinney has been playing well, he's been playing well in more of an attacking sense, um, mm-hmm. and so maybe bringing in a defensive midfielder would actually allow Shinney even more freedom to get forward. So, but I mean, the the point Tom made was. Um, he feels Aberdeen are actually pretty well stocked. You know, he's, he's he's looking at these positions not as a desperate need, just as if they if they were to sign someone. This and obviously since I've written this, McGinn's signed, which doesn't really fit into either way. But um, that if they were to improve, that's where the two areas would be looking at. He's a great signing. I think I think the main things are you're right. Central midfield actually left back too. The he's two obvious back, weaknesses yeah. in that team from your Andy Constantine and Anthony O'Connor. Well, see, Tom. Tom mentioned, and I did actually write some of this article myself. I didn't just paraphrase everything Tom said. But what he, you know, he's an Aberdeen fan, so he knows well what they need. Um, what surprised me is he was he thought to get a better balance in that team, moving Shinny back to left back, and then signing a central midfielder might work. Even though Shinny, I think, has been really, really good in central midfield this season, that's what he thought the more realistic option to get a better balance in this team was was left sign a, uh, sign a central midfield and get Shinny of left back. If Shinny will go back to left back, is what like he <laughs> they, they physically just won't go back. Like Derek McInnes is like telling him, you could tell him to play there, and he'll just move in midfield right. big game. <laughs> so yeah, Aberdeen absolutely fine. Have we moved through every team now? Yeah, so if we haven't, it? we just don't care about I that think we team. Have. No, we're biased against their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we have. Yeah. 
Yeah. If, if we don't, we're really sorry. Yeah. Should we go? Should we off the top of our heads say which team looked the most desperate in January and which looked the most comfortable? Um. Well. The you, most, I, 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 I the can most, start if you want. Right. Okay. Go. I'd say Aberdeen are actually probably the most comfortable. Okay, I thought you meant desperate. No, 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 no. Um, I mean, obviously Celtic are going to walk to this league title anyway, but I mean in terms of like maybe... I was going to say, surely Celtic are the most comfortable well, I mean, like in terms of, anyone. I mean in terms of like their own comparable strength and what they should be doing, for example, I'd say Aberdeen are probably the most comfortable um, and perhaps the least are either Thistle or St. Johnson. I think those are the two clubs for me that desperately need to bring in some players. I mean... I'm not sure about comfortable because I, I still think Celtic. I mean, the, you're allowed to say Celtic. Celtic, then. I think the yeah. fact that they're looking to the players like Morgan and Hendry shows that even they know they're pretty comfortable and they're looking seasons ahead. Um, and I know I'm going really obvious. When I'm going top and bottom here, but County. When I looked into County, it just struck me how badly they need mm-hmm. a, a creative midfielder. And creative midfielders are really difficult to yeah. find. You know, like good creative midfielders. So I think they're pretty desperate, to be honest. I would say comfortable Celtic for sure. Um, you both are so boring. I know, I know, but then I would also say Aberdeen because I don't think I think Aberdeen are going to be second. Um, so the team who are first and second are looking the best. No, but in terms of like Aberdeen, I still think that's they, sometimes how it works. I know, <laughs> but, I know. But, but, I reserve, but I think Rangers. I would say Rangers and Partick Thistle because Rangers, in terms of what they want to achieve, which is ultimately second place, for a lot of people, stopping ten in a row or winning the league. Ranger- 50,000 on my Ibrox well, in a week. Well, that's yeah. it. So I think, I think they're very much like, I think with the current squad, they're not going to finish second. Yeah. Um, Thistle, I think, are going to struggle. I think County, after reading your piece and looking into County, them as well. I think Aki's will be fine. I really do. I actually think they will be fine. They always, I think every season people are going to think they're going to get relegated, but... Can I, I maybe add, uh, I think Hearts are also probably one of the, the one most drastically in need of some recruitment. Yeah. They've got the defence lined up for that. They still look hopeless without proper wide men. They're so beige. So beige. They're like be- so beige. <laughs> so beige. <laughs> no, they're so beige though. Do you know what I mean? Like, if there's like, well, remember doing like, the celebration thing before Christmas? Yeah. Remember the most boring celebration? That is what Hearts are right now. <laughs> I don't know about that. They just beat Celtic four 0 But like, I think that was just because Celtic were poor. So, so <laughs> I'm joking, but they have. They are quite beige though. I just think like they, they don't have any kind of attacking potency or threat. I think that day they played things extremely well, but they were also really I think, up for it. I, I don't know if you can call any team that has Kyle Lafferty in it beige. Okay, beige with like some red some wine stained on it. With some nuts in it. With some nuts in it, yeah. <laughs> uh, and on that, uh, <laughs> uh, I think we're done though, right? Yeah, yeah cool. So, uh, yeah, Twitter complaints just to at the 2.1. No, to uh, Stefan. Yeah, to Stefan at uh, SP. No, I'm joking. Uh, so, yeah, uh, keep up to date on social media with the 2.1. That's at the 2.1, funnily enough, on Facebook, Insta- Instagram and Twitter. Uh, at the 2.1.com, we'll have lots more transfer news in January, uh, predictions. Um, yeah, next week we've got our week of predictions. Yeah, so. week of predictions. So, um, Favourite those so you can lambast us at the end of the season. Yeah, or, or, or by February or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> One week later. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we've got that. We'll have um, more mini docs coming up. Just essentially lots to lots to do. Tell your friends. Tell anybody you think they might like it to go onto our website and find our subscription plans. But until then, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Two Point One Cast.